Hey, all you astronauts turned corn farmers turned astronauts again. Boy, do we have a show for you. It's the instant classic Interstellar, which features a mesmerizing visualization of a black hole's event horizon. Fun fact, scientists snapped a picture of a black hole last year and they should be done compiling the data in the next few months. Supposedly it's going to be some huge scientific breakthrough, but I just don't see it. Like, literally, I don't think that we'll see anything. It's a black hole. You're taking a picture of a hole that is filled with black. Hopefully I'm wrong. I mean, I'm usually wrong. But anyways, let's dive into Interstellar, the only movie where everybody else gets much, much older and Matthew McConaughey stays the same age. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Science. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I am your host, Ethan Edinburgh. I am super excited today to be talking about Interstellar uh, with one of my favorite comics, Dan Levy is yes, here. Yes, I'm here. It's unbelievable that you're here. Got a little lost. I got lost. But? Well, no, because it said park at the hotel and then walk over. And then uh, I started walking to uh, a place that I thought this place used to be. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it was the actually wrong. completely on me. <laughs> okay, fair uh, enough. Not fair our enough. fault. Uh, you're a writer on the Goldbergs, and I you am. have a wonderful special called Lion on Amazon. I do. Okay. Yes. So we covered all of our bases here. That's all you need to know about me. Okay. And also, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wait to talk about the problem with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, at least have a smooth intro, and then we'll talk about all of our issues. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, we also have Verajan Gorgian. Did I say that correctly? Close enough. Varujan Gorgian. Varujan Gorgian. Varujan. My wife Allison came up with this way of saying, yeah, you put your uh, rouge on, and it's Varujan. 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 Got it, got it. Like okay. Varujan, is this your first comedy podcast? Yes, it is my first comedy podcast. Welcome. Wow, welcome. Well, it's also an educational <laughs> podcast. Yes. Those I've done podcast. before. Is that, yeah. Okay, <laughs> educational podcast, yes. but your first comedy-related podcast. Yes, it is my first comedy-related okay. podcast. Are yes. there a lot of scientists in the scientist community who text you and be like, hey, can you come on my, my come on my podcast? Yeah. Uh, th- there are various people that do have podcasts that have asked me to be on. Yes, there, there's several of them now. Oh, <laughs> wow. A lot younger than I am, so not quite my generation, but wow. yeah. the following generations are r- much more in tune with this. <laughs> so yeah. the science industry is just as annoying as the comedy industry. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Um, Okay, so today we are talking about Interstellar, a movie that I got to say, upon my research, has overwhelmed me. There, you know, some movies, we've talked about Pacific Rim, we've talked about Harry and the Hendersons, we've talked about these movies that are like very simple as far as (laughs) science is concerned, and then there's this which feels like a behemoth that I could spend nine episodes on. It's it's as as a non scientist I used to say when I, I I got we were emailing about different a lot of things your your, your great comedy show the <laughs> podcast some other stuff and I would just missed some emails because I sent a bunch of movie ideas that I wanted to do mm-hmm. like weird science uh, inner right. space came up mm-hmm. inner space now that's a good one yeah well uh, well let me tell you something I watched inner space to prep for this podcast <laughs> until around noon today when I was like motherfucker. <laughs> It's interstellar. <laughs> yeah. So, so here I am with tons of Martin Short info when we want to discuss Martin Short and I Interspace. Mean, I'm always down for good Martin Short I love Martin Short. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Now no, 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 that's fine. I actually saw Interspace at a preview screening, so I saw it before almost anybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, way back in the late 80s, yeah. Was that just because you loved sci-fi? Like, oh, absolutely. Movies? I've always loved sci-fi, but I, so I tried to get on on these things, these lists that you get on that people, you know, you, you fill out the information oh. afterwards. So I got into one of those for Warner Brothers and... <laughs> 
I got to see uh, Lost Boys first and Inner Space first. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty sweet. Lost yeah. Boys is my favorite movie. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, can we just talk about that for the podcast? <laughs> yeah, we'll switch. Uh, fuck all my research. <laughs> Come on, vampires. Cool vampires. Uh, we'll have you guys back and we will okay. discuss so in detail both, both films we'll get thank into. You. Sounds good. You're very welcome. Um, so, so before I get into it, I just want to know what you guys thought of the film. Liked the film, loved the film, hated the film. Give it to me. I did not like the movie. Okay. I First of all, it's two hours and 58 minutes. <laughs> not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just, it was, it was a lot of stuff going on, even just with the different movie stars in the movie. It was like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was in different movies at times where it's like Matt Damon's the bad guy. Like, I, like right. a lot of stuff threw me off and... I also, but I need to say I love Matthew McConaughey. Like, sure, like I am into anything he does always. But I think I will. I think this is his worst movie he's ever done. Wow! Yeah. Like because the movie is bad, or you think he was bad in the film? No, he's great, but he's doing what he does, which is not sci-fi. <laughs> that is true. Okay, <laughs> like all of his Understood. rom-coms, like though, that's what he. I mean, and everything he's done is great. Yeah, but 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 I really feel like this was his worst movie. It didn't, it didn't seem mm. like he was in this movie. Like he just is not the guy who is like ah. Oh, I mean, space is real. Whatever his voice is. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got to take the other side on this. Uh, Great. Uh, the, the length of the movie is a problematic. Much, yes. Especially Pushing when it. you're cramming it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're watching it two times its speed. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, the thing about this movie came out and, and it has an aspect of it which uh, it's one of these little things that, you know, I, there, I will criticize the movie on many fronts and many of the things you mentioned are appropriate, but there's an aspect of it which a lot of movies, particularly science fiction movies, don't do these days, is that it had this sense of exploration is important. There's one line in the movie which just completely turned me while I was watching it. Mm. And, you know, Matthew McConaughey's son has been, you know, criticized for bringing the moon landings into classroom because we don't want to talk about those in the movie anymore, in the movie world anymore, just to make sure that people look down or are concentrating on these sort of very supposedly immediate things. But and, and afterwards, Matthew McConaughey just says, we used to be explorers. Mm-hmm. We didn't, you know, and, and that's the thing, is that exploration is something that's so inherent in humanity and fundamentally just lost in any of the movies or TV shows that we see almost these days. And this was a movie that came out and like, yes, exploration is important. The fact is, it's not necessarily this is the problem that it will solve. But once you explore, once you push out, you will come to many solutions which you would not have otherwise. Just walking around looking at the front of your feet does not prevent you from walking into the tree. <laughs> I love that. That, that sentiment that, is beautiful. That's what I feel about inner space. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, but look, that's over 30 years ago. <laughs> I know, I know. That's true. Well, we'll still do it. Yeah, we'll okay, still get okay. there. <laughs> but I do agree. I love that whole, uh, what does he say, uh, we used to look up at the stars yeah. and yeah, yeah. wonder, whatever. Yeah. No, the, I would almost say that, like, argue that the character that Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey is playing in the movie is great. It's just like the story itself was very problematic to me. Like, I liked where, who he was. Yeah. And I loved, like, the beginning. I almost thought it was. Who directed this movie? Chris Renault. Chris Nolan. Yeah. It felt like uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. That's what I almost mm. thought was going to happen to the It almost reminded Twist. me of, like, signs a little bit. Like, I was like, what is this going to be? Sure. It's like an alternate world, but then it just was sort of not that. <laughs> I mean, there are twists. I'm going to give you that. Yeah. But I think, and I and I kind of felt the same way. So I'm, I'm kind of in between the two of you, I will say, because I didn't dislike the film and I didn't love the film. I kind of felt like it's the prime example of a film that has both. Like, there are certain scenes that are 
so mesmerizing and so awe-inspiring and so beautiful and emotional. There's like emotional scenes that really did get to me. And then there's other scenes that I find so unnecessary and and filler or just like to make it more mind trippy or something like that that I thought were completely like Yeah, and I would say like I wouldn't I would say that I'm not in love with the film, but it, I, I like it a lot. Okay. But, it, but it for exactly that reason because there are things that came along which were like Come on, this was unnecessary, but it, yes. it was put in just, you see the hand of the writer and the director come in to make this, you know, right. super more. Or, you and know, literally that happened, by the way. I don't know how much you guys are aware of with the history of this film, but Jonathan, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Nolan, Jonathan Nolan is Christopher Nolan's brother, and he wrote this movie a while, 2008 or something like that, and Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct it, and it was like a very different film. It had like aliens and Chinese robots, and there was like a lot of stuff. Well, that's what I thought it was ending be. was different. Like when, when at first, because I knew nothing about this movie, mm-hmm. um, I clearly I thought it was Inner Space. So, <laughs> right. So when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, this is going to be great, especially when in like the opening scene when he's driving that the car around, he's got the flat tire, and I mean, I don't know if you know much about the science of cars, but I feel like the flat tire alone. They, uh, Right, right away, I was like, wait a minute. There's a flat tire on a truck, and they're still going like 80. The kids drive. Through, yeah. a corn through a cornfield. So true. So true. So right away, I was like, okay, I'm not I, I'm yeah. not on board. But yeah. I was sort of waiting for it to be like a crazy alien movie, to be honest. That's yeah, what I was hoping for. You're right. It seemed like it was going there. And instead, Christopher Nolan kind of took over the script and started taking out elements and and – you know, again, upon doing research, and I'm sorry to all of those listening that are like crazy geeks about this stuff. I didn't go super deep. Christopher Nolan's a genius. I'm an idiot. All of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of that said, it seemed like we he all was... love the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, let's <laughs> Come on. all gather That's around. My... Yeah, I want because I said I don't like this movie. That is my favorite movie, by the way. Besides, great Lost film. Boys. So <laughs> Batman Begins. Also, I loved. I love Batman Begins. Too. I love Memento. <laughs> right. So let's uh, that. Having <laughs> I'm said just, that, we're trying to deal with the Twitter hate. Yes, right exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to right. I'm trying to ease people that are already listening. Like, well, fuck you. You don't know anything. What have you written? So sure. It's more complicated than anything I've written. I get it. But it did seem like he was picking and choosing certain things that I thought were pretty unnecessary. And, like, the ending is very different than how it was originally written. And so I think that's also why, towards the end of the movie, it feels like, well, what the hell's going on here? I don't really understand. It's, like, a lot all at once. Uh, so, well, anyway, I, I, do, I do know what he wanted at the time was... Um uh, a 2001 type movie. Right. And so in that way, it actually follows that arc. It's actually be- sort of, there are very long and sometimes beautiful, sometimes boring scenes of space. <laughs> yes. But then the other thing that he wanted was sort of a trippy ending, as, as, except for the light show, you have the in, inside the black hole scene kind of thing. So that's yes. what he did, which I think that works okay in the movie. It is not my, again, it's one not one of the things that I really like because it sort of diverges from what they were attempting in the beginning. Absolutely, yeah. I was talking with Suchin, our uh, associate producer here, and we were kind of saying how the movie would have been just like a good, tight space exploration film without certain elements like the whole time-traveling ghost gravity uh, stuff, where it just feels like, what the hell? What's happening? Yeah, and why? I I don't know. In, In the original script, it came up that... So, you know, towards the beginning with the uh, flat uh, tire truck sequence, they're, they're trying to get a drone, right? They're like yeah. hacking. They're following this drone. They're hacking into this drone. They land the drone. They get the drone. The drone has no point in the film. I don't like it never comes yeah. back. They never talk about the drone again. It was just like a weird chase scene, yeah. which was very strange to me. 
Uh, it was but, world building. I mean, it was trying to set up what sure. the world was, that certain technology is valuable and so on. But the fact that it never came back... is strange. Yeah, it's strange. So yeah. in the original yeah, script... Yeah, I thought that there was going to be... The, the drone... It was going to be the classic thing where like the, the drone lands, and they're all sort of like worried about what's what's in there, and then he goes touch it, and it's like... Whoosh, and then it comes out like crazy alien. <laughs> yeah. It's like Matthew McConaughey and his two kids fighting some alien that came out of a drone. That sounds I great. I see that movie. That sounds great. That's I'm my kind that. of movie. Yeah, especially right off the bat like that. A Come lot of on. movies, you know, hit, hit off with a blast. That's how I direct movies god damn it <laughs> uh, you can hire uh, Dan Levy at danlevy.com um, so not my website the, the drone I don't know what your website is danlevy.net uh, danlevyshow.com but it really uh, I really don't update it so it's really not where I'm going to <laughs> nobody check that out <laughs> no one check that out you better follow me on Instagram that's really my only social media right now Dan okay. Levy Show Dan Levy Show on Instagram <laughs> on Instagram if you want to hit him up to direct something <laughs> exactly <laughs> only, only. DM, I take all my directing offers through DM <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, I take all my DL right. offers. <laughs> no, DL so only. in the original script, he sends that probe, that drone, back through the wormhole, and it has this gravitational black hole data in it, and it leads them to the NASA uh, facility. So it actually serves the most important purpose in the film, instead of this weird way that they just kind of left it in the movie as this little chase and then it has real, like no real purpose. And I, again, I'm not trying to criticize the film. I know that's not why we're here, but I did have a big problem with that because his whole like finding the, uh, what's it called? Like the Morse code. And then that's how they get the coordinates to NASA. And then he gets there and they ask him about it. And he says like, well, it's kind of a weird story with this ghost in my, uh, my uh, daughter's room. And that's how I got here. And they're like, okay, not only are we going to accept that, you're the best pilot we got. <laughs> Hop on this. It's like, what the hell's going on here? It just seems so ludicrous. It was definitely a very roundabout way. I mean, but it, it needed, that was, they're using that to set up the end of the movie. Sure. So that wasn't necessary, but you're right. It's very detached from the probe. And Yes, and not to skip around, but completely to skip around. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's sobbing dramatic monologue. <laughs> No, I'm not going to get into <laughs> no. acting performance here. Love you, Matthew. I know you're listening. No, he's definitely listening. Um, but uh, DM me, Matthew. But the <laughs> the ending, like they tried to make everything fit too much. I thought, which was also unnecessary. Like they had not only the bookshelf thing where he spells out "stay," yeah. which he knows doesn't work yeah. from a yeah. week ago when he left or whatever. But then there's also this scene where he's traveling back through the black hole and he reaches out to touch Anne Hathaway. And that connects to the yeah. earlier part in the film. That made no sense to well, me. Well, it was... Yeah, that's it, what I meant by just the cast being like, who cast this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, Anne, I Anne Hathaway and... Uh, it Damon. Just, it just, yeah, it just seemed like so confusing. You know, yeah. it seemed like, call these yeah. people. And then they all said yes. Like, oh, fuck, we got everyone. Uh, just, <laughs> just... Uh, we I can't tell up, them no. I don't know, up catering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was fine with the casting. It was just, yeah, the those bits were like, okay, well, that's nice. But then it was becoming very... I would have been so much happier if they did not explain how Anne Hathaway had that weird yeah. handshake through dimensions or whatever. That it was just them going through a black hole and it's like, okay, I'm, I'll take that. I yeah. literally, and I think as the audience, you do accept it when it happens. But then when they explain it, that's where I said, that's completely ridiculous. Yeah. That yeah. makes no sense. Can we, like, like I guess from like a science perspective, like what is a black hole? Like what? Like what? All right, let's like, get into it. Okay. Like, we'll like, come like, back. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, please. No, I love it. we're talking about black holes, so I'm just wondering, like, what is a black so, hole? So like, I don't even know. So, yeah, no, the black hole is basically when you have a lot of mass in a very little volume. Okay. So that there are two things that define escape velocity from any type of mass. The, the velocity that you're going away from it and 
how far away you start from it. That is, if I'm at the top of, I mean, if I'm standing on the Earth and I want to leave the Earth, I need a rocket that'll give me 11 kilometers per second to give me escape velocity. But if I'm on top of Mount Everest or even higher, or a balloon takes me up, then I need less escape velocity because I'm further away from the total mass of the Earth. That's, so if you have a lot of mass, if you make it a lot less dense, so make it a lot bigger, then your escape velocity is lower. But then the opposite, which if you go to the extreme as a black hole, you bring it closer and, you know, make it smaller and smaller and smaller, your escape velocity goes higher and higher and higher until you hit the speed of light. That's why it's black. There's no light escapes it, it's black. Our sun, if we could wave a magic wand and compress it to a sufficiently small size, it will be a black hole. Speaking of small size, yeah. I want you this far away from the microphone. Okay. <laughs> that far away, okay. Trust I me. You, I thought you were going to make a dick joke. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> okay. we're doing that here? Okay, so <laughs> explain to my girlfriend why. <laughs> no, no. Very well. Apologies for, the, uh, for that. But yeah, no, so please. fundamentally, that's the main thing. That's what defines a black hole. How you create the black hole, there's multiple different ways. But the most common way today is when stars explode, which is stranger. It's exploding. It's becoming bigger. <laughs> that's what an explosion is. It's go away. But that actually implodes the center part of the star so that it, the core collapses underneath its own gravity and it becomes so small that the escape velocity for that mass is the speed of light. If, again, if we could wave a magic wand, we could turn a human being into a black hole, we can turn the Earth into a black hole. Again, none, we don't have any mechanisms to actually do that, but that's what I want people to take away from it. It's size, you know, it's physical size, you have to, the smaller it is and what, how much mass you pack into it. You so got that's that. what a black hole is. I do. I'm okay. ready for my test. So, okay, so you summarize that now for the listener. <laughs> Basically, uh, like if you're on Mount Everest and like you want to go super fast, uh, you're closer to the the space, so there's less, um, you know, so you get to go faster. <laughs> and if you go really fast, then uh, it's speed of light, and then you're a black hole. <laughs> yep, I think that's about right. <laughs> okay, well, something. B minus. I don't know. No, we, 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 we didn't cover that science uh, as a communication major. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody covers this science. This no, is <laughs> yeah, it's pretty out yeah. there, um, literally. Um, so <laughs> the the look of the black hole, though, was accurate, according to what I... Well, pretty accurate. That was the thing. That's what Kip Thorne, who at the time, I mean, he's, he was already a very famous physicist at the time, but he, now he's a Nobel Prize winning physicist. He won a Nobel Prize for interstellar? Uh, all, <laughs> yes, almost. No, uh, But the same kind of work. The idea was that how do you... Um, what are the consequences of these very massive objects throughout the universe, particularly if they're orbiting each other? We didn't get this in the movie Interstellar, but if you have two black holes orbiting each other, they actually create ripples in space or ripples in space-time. What do you mean ripples in space? -time? Literally, space gets shrunk and expanded Whoa. around them. Okay. So think about, you know, if you drop, you know, um, a pebble in a pond, mm -hmm. you know, it, it creates ripples. Okay. And so he and two, uh, two other physicists came together and got and the National Science Foundation in the US funded something basically over nearly 40 years to make this thing called LIGO, the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, mouthful there, uh, to detect this kind of scrunching of space, which is tiny. Mm. But uh, a, f a couple of years ago, that they finally detected as two black holes merged, it sends out intense ripples out in space-time, and we Whoa. were able to detect it here. And that's Whoa. what he and his colleagues won the Nobel Prize for. So, wow. like I said, he was already very famous for mm -hmm. working a lot on um, the Einstein's theory of gravity, uh, what's called general relativity. So his advances in general relativity, he's been a professor at Caltech for many decades. He's had you know, m many successful students. Uh, I was an undergrad there. I 
chatted with him a couple of times and oh. thought he would know me. Rubbed elbows uh, with the kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but fundamentally, he's a he, brilliant mind. And so, but that was the thing is because he'd been thinking about this for a long time, the filmmakers came to him and they talked about it as to what would it look like. And the simulations, I mean, you can go back to the movie The Black Hole in 1979 from Disney. You can see sort of what the general idea of what black holes were then, which was, you know, it's a black hole and then there's stuff swirling in it. And, and, and you know, as stuff swirls into it, it, it heats up so it gets brighter. Oh. But this idea of the, the fact that everybody knew but hadn't put it together, that the fact that the mass is there and that mass bends the light, it bends that disk around it into a shape so that it gives its, itself a, a halo. So wow. that's why you see a ring of light around it as well as this disk of material that's flowing into it. Okay. So that simulation to that fidelity had never been done before. And so for the movie, thank, thank you Hollywood for <laughs> funding science here, basically they yeah. actually got that uh, and there's a scientific paper out of it and you can basically, so put, they put out the details of it. So that was accurate, yeah. Damn, that's oh, really cool. Wow. Yeah, I always thought the black hole was just uh, the CAA offices. <laughs> Hollywood Hollywood jokes um, Okay, that's fantastic I do have questions on what you just said As far as two black holes uh, combining yeah, Merging yeah. Merging, that's really interesting to me But I still have Several questions about the movie Several questions Sorry, that I just, are particular I just got, film I, just got, I, guess, I just didn't know what a black hole was yeah. I mean, honestly, some of this is like so like dumb Even that I'm bringing it up in comparison to like the brilliant information <laughs> that we're getting he's talking about, about these these awards I'm like, well, in 2001, I won Funniest College Comedian in America so, <laughs> yeah, no. so just so you know, I'm on par with some black hole scientists <laughs> Hey, I didn't win any awards <laughs> You're one up on me Okay, good, good, good I want to know I'm winning Yeah, yeah, no so far, you are definitely leading the way in this room. <laughs> you are kicking some serious ass, Dan. Um, okay, so one, this is just a funny detail that I wanted to just get your insight on. They bring him to their like main conference room where they uh, give him all the intel on the different missions, the Lazarus missions yeah. and stuff like that. And then as like this, to me, very comical reveal... He they, he says like, who are you guys? And they're like, you don't know who we are. And he's like, no. And he's like, we're NASA. And he's like, what? What do you mean you're NASA? And then they like basically push a button that wall moves, and then they're in this huge rocket facility. Yeah. I know yeah, it was yeah. sort of like Men in Black. Yes, which is you know arguably a comedy, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's an action comedy. Yeah, it's an action comedy. And so and there are jokes in Interstellar, but it's more like you know how drama yeah. movies use jokes where it's like, okay, let's keep it light here for a little yeah. bit. But that seemed like. Okay, what kind of movie is this now yeah, at this well, point, that, right? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> okay. that, that, that was how I was feeling the whole time. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> I mean, basically it's like I was confused by what was happening, and yeah. then anytime they did science shit, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And yeah. I was hoping there was some sort of M. Night Shyamalan twist <laughs> where, where oh, every, everyone was dead, yeah. but of course I didn't even Google the director because yeah. I was still mad that I watched Interspace the whole morning. <laughs> So wait, just to be clear, I was saying you watched both films this morning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. I wake up very early. I have young kids. Yeah. And they were not happy today. No, like, <laughs> we want to watch Daniel Tiger. No, we're gonna watch uh, Interspace, a Martin Short movie from the '80s, and now we're gonna watch Interstellar, <laughs> <laughs> the worst movie ever for kids. Yeah, Dave. I'm sure kids hate that. This film. is the future. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Slow. <laughs> like, uh, so no, my, my daughter would have gotten scared by this movie just from the first scene. So, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. yeah, just from the truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, just the music that oh, just right. gets her. Just that in of itself <laughs> is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Nolan does uses the wah a lot. So thankfully, people watch everything on their phones now, and yeah, so you true. can't hear the bass. So yeah. that's good. And my son is has this weird thing with uh, Lithgow, so he really freaked out. Oh really? Oh, wow. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean a weird thing? He's scared of him. He's scared of John Lithgow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does yeah. he like Shrek? He's in Shrek? <laughs> oh, he doesn't know. Oh. <laughs> I got to tell him. Break the news. I will. Um, so you wouldn't build a rocket facility next to your well, main conference well, room? No, no, no. That, that was definitely one of those things which was very amusing, first of all. Uh, you know, I, it's it's obvious that NASA has gone underground because it's an organization that, you know, they can't acknowledge exists anymore. Fine. Right. But the fact that they did that was, A, ridiculous because when the rocket launches later on, you're like, um, there are windows there. It does. Yeah. Those windows. Yeah. Everything would get destroyed, <laughs> would, right? Would get like, destroyed. It's like every time you launch a rock, like, ah, oh, call the contractor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Oh, yeah. Damn it, time to renovate. But that was, you could even say, let's say, but it's a, let's say it's a one-time launch. You don't have a lot of space. You're going to do everything there. Then you're going to have your launch, but then that it destroys everything because, well, you're NASA, you're trying to hide. You don't have... Yeah. But no, they're back there all the time. All the time. Right afterwards. Also, <laughs> when it launches, won't people be like, hey, uh, I think something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw a rocket yeah. leave what I'm pretty sure is NASA. Exactly. <laughs> but, I don't know, but... But for the movie geeks out there, of course, and, and what made it even less believable for if you have lived in L.A. and have visited the Bonaventure Hotel in downtown, that's the central area of the Bonaventure Hotel in downtown L.A. Really? Yes. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yes. I go, didn't know that. Yes, go go look. They have these these these, these sort of little elliptical okay, projections <laughs> that are, you know, there and they're covered up with stuff. Yeah. That's where they're, you know, where the cycle, that's their gym area. So there are <laughs> cycles there. So you can just cycle out there. And it's all very circular. The one of our hotel is these multiple cylinders together that's as so a hotel. Funny. Go there, see it. That's what they have there. So it was a double whammy for me. I'm like, oh, they have a rocket in the center of the Bonaventure Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> just took you out of it completely. Yeah. That's where I stay with my family. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You and I never hear people say, that when they relax, they like to hold up their arms in front of their face or just in front of them. They like to hold out their hands for an hour at a time or two hours. But then again, that's what we're all doing when we read a book. That's right. You have to hold up this thing and every now and then you have to turn a page and the paper makes a sound. Everybody hates it. I'm not telling you not to read. Reading is very important, but what I am telling you to do is get audible that way you can just listen to books you can lay down you can be in your car you can be on a train you could be on a bus you could be on a weird bus train that is a very very long bus that's on a track which i guess you would just call a train the point is audible is great guys it's a great sidekick if you're hiking running enjoying the outdoors or indoors in a bathtub don't put it in the bathtub obviously have it nearby Anyways, speaking of Interstellar, they have The Science of Interstellar, which is by Kip Thorne, which you can listen to, and it takes seven hours. It's a little bit less than seven hours, and in that time, you'll understand all the science of Interstellar, which I can't begin to understand. So definitely check that out. You can get it on your phone, you can get it on a tablet, you can get it on your Amazon Echo, and you can get a 30-day trial and your first audiobook free if you just go to Audible, if you go, where do you go? You go to audible.com slash badscience, or you text badscience to 500-500, okay? That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash badscience, 
all spelled out. You know how to do it. You're very, very smart. You can spell the word bad and the word science. So come on, get Audible. Seriously, right now, take it out. You don't have Audible and you want it. So try it out for a month and you're going to love it. You're going to say, I can't live without it anymore. Thank you so much, Bad Science. So if you're asking, how can I read all these books I want to read? Well, you can do it with audiobooks. I also want to tell you about Keeps. Keeps is the best way to keep your hair. If you're losing your hair, then you want to use Keeps before it gets any worse. You got to use it early. That's the whole deal with Keeps. It helps you keeps your hairs. So if you're bald already, like my father, David Esteban, then you don't need keeps, okay? Papi, if you're listening, don't call me and ask me, oh, Eitan, maybe I'll use some of those keeps. What's the coupon code again? What do I put? No, okay? David Esteban, you don't need keeps. You already, it's too far gone. You're too late. You're bald, deal with it. But for people like me, who still have our hair and you know we're worried about where it's going, then let's keep it. Hair today, hair tomorrow. That's, you know, that's part of their whole slogan here at Keeps. Look guys, I'm not gonna mess with you. I just turned 30 and I'm getting older and I know that my hair is not gonna last forever. So I'm glad I have Keeps as a solution. That's perfect for me. Maybe it's perfect for you also and you can Keeps all your hairs. So to receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash bad science. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash bad science. Okay, that's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash bad science. I don't want to rush you, but there's no reason to put this off any longer. Okay, you got to stop your hair loss. It's going every day, a little bit more, a little bit more. Slow that process down with keeps. The break is over. Here we go, back to the show about science. Um, okay, so here's another one that I thought was silly and I wanted to get your uh, your thoughts on it. Yeah. So when they're in the, um, what do they call it? The spinning spaceship that they're in? Exploration? Or it has some name like that. Mm. Whatever. They're endurance. In, endurance, thank you so much. <laughs> so they're in the endurance. And while they're hanging out, it has to spin so that they have a like the right amount of gravity in there, I think. Yeah. But because it's spinning, we see out the windows everything spinning around yeah. but they're just kind of sitting there chilling out and every about 10 seconds they get blinded by the sun yeah and they're just talking or like watching movies from their family or whatever and it's just really bright onto their <laughs> face and i just thought like it, that's a simple solution a yeah. curtain yeah. a curtain <laughs> would have been fine. Hey, everyone put your sunglasses on because that whole sun thing's happening <laughs> yeah. every five seconds every about nine <laughs> seconds we're gonna get blinded it seems so inconvenient it also seems like when wouldn't if you're that close if, if, if the sun is coming at you that strong mm -hmm. wouldn't it blind you no, no i mean you're 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 no further i mean it's the same as the Earth. I mean, they're not when when they start off. They're not. They start off at the distance of the Earth, and then they right. go away. They're so going it's going away. to get fainter and fainter and okay. fainter as they yeah. go f or further away. I just thought it was so funny because it's like obviously they're trying to show us that they're spinning. Yeah. But it just seems like so like nobody on set yeah. was like, hey, don't you think this is dumb that <laughs> yeah. we're just getting like blinded yeah, all it's the like time? When you're driving and you put down your 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 little thing to like block the sun. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really right. work. You're like motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're just constantly moving it. That's for like no yeah, reason. a little bit this way, a little bit that way, a little bit. You're already spinning. I mean, how annoying would it be to also get hit by the sun well there's that but the other part of it is, is and i don't know how well they did and they may have done the velocity on this one fairly well but it was like that's a very fast spin you want the thing to be big enough so you don't get sick as mm -hmm. you're spinning and maybe you know they just skipped that everybody got sick and got used to it but generally you want it to be a larger radius so the spinning rate to give you the gravity isn't that high right that was it was like that seems a little bit high that's more like a roller coaster spin yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems so funny to me that they took 
clearly so much time. Kip Thorne, they brought yeah. in these scientists, physicists, and yeah. they get so much right yeah. about black holes. And then you have these little, like, nobody thought, come on, yeah. what are it, you doing? It'd be then, funny if at the end they walked they walked out of it and there was, like, a photo of them like you get at <laughs> Here's a photo of every 10 seconds you're on the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, um, they don't need those flash things either. Yeah. We just waited for the sun to come through the window to take the picture. <laughs> McConaughey, like, looking all upset, like, ah! <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, okay, so a few other ones, then we'll get into this legit science stuff, because I do have some, some good okay. questions, I Me promise. Me too. Okay, great. Um, but, okay, so when uh, at, at the end he sees his daughter, and she's really old, yeah. and they tell him... That because she's really old, it's there. There was some difficulty transferring her to the station that he's at. Yeah. But he's young and a pilot, and why couldn't he transfer stations? That was my question. There, <laughs> she is like about to die. I yeah. mean, she <laughs> sees him and like like she's gonna die very soon. And yet, I don't know. I thought that was really really silly. <laughs> it would be easy for him to just hop over. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I agree. I mean, that was one of. I mean. Uh, I, that was a plot point that I was willing to let it go. I mean, right. Yeah, it was hard for me, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so. It's the kind of thing where you're like meeting up with a friend for lunch or like to, you know, write or like, why don't you come to my place? Why don't you? But if you're really old and about to die, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drive to your place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of dick. Yeah, what an asshole. Yeah, pretty, pretty asshole-ish. Um, okay, so they go to this first planet. They first of all, they don't have a clear plan, which I thought was also hilarious. That they're like deciding what the plan is as they're in space. Yeah, it that seems was like there should be more prep work. Well, that was the thing. That's exactly. I mean, like come improvising. On. <laughs> if you're gonna say you're NASA, and believe me, the one thing that we do at NASA is plan, 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 plan. I mean, was plan. that insulting for you? I felt insulted. I've never really planned anything in yeah. my life. I'm barely yeah. prepped for this. <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm not prepped for this. I watched the wrong movie. You're doing great. <laughs> you don't need to be prepped. You could have came in here blind and I think you'd be, you do a great job. No, but I'm, but I do feel like when you're watching, you're like, this, this seems really last minute. You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah. it feels like there should have, there should have been a whole scene where it's like a blackboard scene where it's like, here's the plan. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And get all this and stuff. if this and doesn't work, we'll do this plan. And if this doesn't yeah. work, we're yeah. going to do like, so like ah, get, get on the yeah. ship. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> yeah, it was immediately get to the ship. But that was the thing is that they're also making decisions that they're not qualified to make. That is, mm. this is the information that we're getting based on flora, fauna, whatever they've detected. Which one is the better planet? You want a team of people, yep. <laughs> not just four astronauts mm-hmm. or five, you know, however many it was. Just, Including you know, the robot yeah. uh, TARS. Yeah, to, to do that. So that, the, the, that part of it was like, okay, it creates more dramatic tension. I understand that part of it. But it at the creates- same time, it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, you should have sort of thought of this before. Which planet you go to first seems like a sort of a big deal. A big deal. Yes, yeah. thank you. I was, okay, so glad to hear you say that because totally took me out of the film in that moment. It just seems so ridiculous. Like, they're talking about, they're looking at little screens with the planets on it and being like, the pros and cons of these, yeah. <laughs> you know, this one's further away, but this one's close by, but whatever. And then they, he turns it around and he has this little whiteboard because then they start talking about one of my biggest problems in the film, mm. which was this uh, time dilation, time dilation yeah. issue. So, <laughs> and feel free to, you know, get on it and tell me what's what. But <laughs> from what I understand, they choose for what the hell ever reason to go to this planet, which is closest to the black hole, where every hour is seven years in Earth time. And just to go over to get not a black time. hole is like if you're on Mount Everest <laughs> and like you're trying to go super fast, but then there's not enough time and then it's light speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all know what that is. <laughs> 
yeah, you're with me on this. Uh, I'm basically a scientist. Yeah, the, uh, no. the audience is lucky they can't see our well, faces. No, it's, actually, it's, it's seven years in the time of the spaceship, not seven years on Earth. Right, right. Excuse me. So, but that's the whole. That's the basic thing of, of the time. Yeah, yeah go but ahead. those are similar, right? I mean, the time spent on Earth is still. Uh, it's going to be longer, yes. 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 So it, longer still. That is okay. Obviously, they're trying to not have it be so many, you know, a huge amount of dilation. But right. that's one of the reasons why planning is important. Yep. Is because you can actually say literally beforehand because you know where the distances are and and time passes differently next to any massive object. So if you're next to the surface of the Earth, your time, your watch compared to an astronaut in space runs slower by a tiny fraction. Mm -hmm. It's only at the extremes of a black hole where it becomes such a big deal. Right. But those are the kinds of calculations you want to do way beforehand so yeah. you know exactly you know, how one minute on this planet is how many minutes on the spaceship versus based on where the spaceship's orbit it is. It seems like that would be the last resort as well yeah, to go yeah. to that planet. Like, why waste time going there? Unless it is the best possible option. option. Which, afterwards, they figure out, oh my God, the person died. Right. <laughs> And because of time dilation, we only got the very first burst of information, which looked good. It's right. like, well, okay, so you should have sort of that. known that. Yeah, yeah, for more than nine seconds. So ridiculous to me. And this guy, the the one of the astronauts, just very instantaneously decides, like, actually, if you guys are going down there for a few years, that would be good for me because I have some research I got to do anyways. Well, he's, he's doing the calculations which they should have done before. <laughs> right, for years. Yeah. Well, yeah. But separately, I meant to say, you guys are kind of talking for a lot about a lot of stuff here. Uh, sure. the, the timeline in general in the movie is weird. Like, I felt like I didn't know how long he was gone for. I mm. thought it was weeks and it was uh, the whole that, that part of the movie also confused me. It's very confusing. Like, they, how long was he gone for? Oh, was who? McConaughey. Oh, McConaughey. Well, well the, he and the other astronauts. I think uh, it shot for eight months. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying, know. like, what was the days? No, no, they they said basically they were on the surface for about 45 minutes. Right. But it felt like, I, it felt much longer to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and so the, the time that's passing on the spaceship for the other guy is, mm -hmm. you know, 20-some years, basically. Right, yeah. He said when they got back on that it was, like, 23 years. Yeah. And I just, again, I thought it was so dumb that they went there at all. Um, but, so... The decision to go is one that it's, will plague me forever. Mm -hmm. I really can't stand that they went down there. I can't stand that they didn't talk about it. I can't stand that he thought it was a good idea, the other astronaut, that he's going to stay, stay on. Then they go down there. That other dude dies. He just gets like hit by a wave of water mm -hmm. and just, okay, well, yeah, he's dead he's now. He's at the spaceship. He doesn't get in. <laughs> yeah, he's right there. And <laughs> then the robot brings uh, Anne, Anne Hathaway's Hathaway. character in, yes. who was jeopardizing her astronaut colleagues yes, by, by not going there. Going which, for the info or whatever. You would just not do that. That is yeah. just not done. And the and the ultimate point here for me is that mankind is on the brink of devastation. Yeah. And so if they get marooned on this planet for a few hours, which is like, that's totally plausible. If you're going into a planet, you might spend some time yeah. there. Then everyone's dead. Everyone on Earth is just instantaneously dead. And that's the plan A. That's yeah. their main <laughs> thing that they're trying to do is save the world. Yeah. So, okay. Crazy dumb. We can all agree. It's not just me saying it. Yeah, no, that no, was, I got yeah. a NASA scientist here. I got <laughs> and JPL me. and me. And I got Dan Levy, the guy who's won the most awards, <laughs> saying that that's stupid. The most science comedy awards, <laughs> which we should start handing out. I feel like I think that's a good idea. Okay, we should well, start. We're gonna get one today. Okay. All right. So let's also talk about uh, white holes, which they don't really talk about in the film. But I careful. Did that, <laughs> I'm not a. Hey, hey. Um, 
but I did come across it in some of the research, and I just wanted to know the difference between a black hole and a white hole. Okay, so the concept of a white hole was that um, see, there was an election. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. At some point there was going to be the, yeah. Now, the idea is that if all this matter is going into a, one location, then presumably, or there's one idea was that this would be a tunnel to someplace else. And where all this stuff is coming out would be your white hole where, you know, all this superheated stuff that's going in on one end is now coming out on the so other wait, end. So you're saying that a white hole is attached somehow to a black hole? Well, the idea was, and this is separately, which is, so there's the idea of a wormhole, a wormhole which connects, which they use, right. connects one point of space with another point of space. Yes. And so the idea was that effectively all black holes are also wormholes so that you, you, you it's all this mass that goes in that flows That's the into idea, it. or we know that that's the case? Well, for, for what we know is we have very good evidence that black holes exist. We have right. no evidence that white holes exist. And no evidence that no white evidence holes exist. That, no that, that there's stuff coming out of a similar kinds of situation. Okay, so that's theoretical. That's That was theoretical, and I, I'm pretty sure that's... Uh, there's nobody who really subscribes to it these days. Originally, very early on in the concept of black holes, people sort of played around with the idea, but I okay. think it fundamentally... And wormholes? And wormholes, that was actually something that was conjectured um, by Einstein originally having to do with this theory. And okay. uh, he and another scientist named Rosen, they came up with it, and it's called an Einstein-Rosen bridge. Uh, oh, I've, I've eaten their bagels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with cream cheese or salmon flavor? Uh, both. Okay, good. I do, I do a whole No, thing. they do a good job. I like egg salad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the, but the main thing was that this is the idea of bridge. I mean, they have the whole thing with punching a hole and, you know, going from, right, you don't paper. have to travel from point A to point B. You sort of, on, on the surface of the earth, you sort of tunnel through the earth. And that's the idea of tra tunneling but, through so space. So wormholes are still, though. Wormholes are fundamentally, and this was actually, the Kip Thorne was very much involved with this because, um, in the movie Contact, when Carl, which was based on Carl Sagan's book, when Carl Sagan was writing that book, he wanted, he didn't want warp speed, light speed, and you know all these sort of hyperspace kinds of things. He said, mm -hmm. "What is there a way of making worm, uh, wormholes work, you uh -huh. know, physically?" And Kip Thorne and students worked on it and came up with a way initially, but over time they've come to the conclusion that it's not likely that to naturally ever occur. Okay. Really, so there's and no real wormholes. There's no real wormholes, and because it actually. It, there's a cascade of things eventually which leads to the whole time travel thing where you go and kill your grandma and so on. Right, so right, it, right. it actually allows that to happen. That's the first thing any of us would do if we were time traveling. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, Apparently. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, like when you want to kill your grandma? That's the one. <laughs> so his one idea. Asked, yeah. I should have asked for your credentials. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who the hell is He's not this? a scientist. He just kills people's grandmas. <laughs> if you want your grandma killed, yeah. contact Ethan. <laughs> and if you want me to direct a movie, you find me on Instagram. Yeah. Show, you DM me and I make a movie. You DM him and he kills your grandma. <laughs> Anyways, back to wormholes. Yeah, well, let's let's walk it back to Back to the Future where you accidentally prevent your parents from meeting. But yeah, that's exactly. the sort of yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. You know. kind of thing. But yeah, th that's so th it sort of violates that. But still, there's so naturally it can form. Then the idea is, you know, whether you can have it unnaturally form when some alien civilization, which was what they talked about in the movie, this right. is no longer something natural that they something has to be it. created. But I still don't know how they got around the back to the future angle of it at this point. But mm -hmm. uh, but fundamentally, that's, that's a wormhole. There's a separate from that as a black hole. And then the idea was that the black hole could be a wormhole and, you know, where stuff is going in one end, the other end that it comes out would be a white hole. But right. the white hole idea is really just... Uh, that's out there. Passe, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you about this now. They, the whole point of the film is to find another home for humans. Mm. That Earth is not going to survive. We need another place right. to go. 
Is there another place that we can go? Do you know of it? Do you think that we'll get there? No, first of all, I mean, there, there's, this brings me to a couple of the other problems with the movie. Okay, <laughs> great. <of> all, <laughs> Let's destroy it. <laughs> first of all, and, and this was I was not the first to bring this up, is that the movie is called Interstellar. Mm -hmm. Generally, we use the words interstellar to travel between stars, but they specifically say oh. in the movie... This is another galaxy. So it should be called intergalactic, first of all. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, but interstellar sounds better. It sounds better. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so we got... Uh, but <laughs> I any, hate that. But That's the other, so messed up. They did that. Yeah, I know. I was like, like, where was Kip? <laughs> yeah, where was Kip on Kip the title? Kip should have said something. <laughs> but that was the thing. I was like, why, why make you... That you're going to a different galaxy. Why not, you know, but, you know... So, but the main thing is that, you know... I think the, the, uh, the black hole at the center of our galaxy is not sufficiently large enough, so they have to go to another galaxy to have a sufficiently large black hole, and that's why it needs to be so big, is my sense is why they did that. Okay. But at the same time, it was like, okay, so that's one thing. But in terms of finding another planet that we can live on, presumably, again, these aliens or us from the future, which is what at the end of the movie it turns out to be, uh -huh. is that you know, they, they're sending – they've put the wormhole there to take you the, to the most likely candidates. Right. Why candidates? Why not just put it towards something that they know we can live on? Oh my God! Great yeah. point. Didn't even think about <laughs> at that. At that point, I mean, you've spent so much time not planning. Yeah, at least, exactly. You at don't least need to get plan. there and be like, "No, everyone, come here. This, yeah. this is the place to Whoa. go." Yeah. Also, Our the 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 work it must take to make this wormhole. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. I can't believe that they wouldn't just lead you directly to <laughs> a sustainable planet. <laughs> but really, what we're trying to get to is what what are your thoughts on aliens? Oh, oh <laughs> no. I mean the. And for real, they're out there. For real, they have to be out there. They do, yeah. yeah. We're too. It would be too selfish for us to think that we're the only people here podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be other There's got to be other podcasts. Oh my god, alien podcasts. podcasts. Yeah, but uh, the main thing is that um, if you just look at it statistically, we we look in the universe on Earth, everything. There's never one of something. We don't have just a tree mm -hmm. or a fish mm -hmm. or a star or a, it's, or a comedian. Or a comedian. <laughs> yeah. uh, the thing is, when the conditions are right, nature replicates itself over and over and over and over and over again. It's not, you know, it's not just one. There's there, there could be rarer things, but there aren't things that we've ever found. Okay, this is it. That's the only one. Yeah, yeah. Not on Earth. N nothing that we've looked at in space. Everything that we found has n another one of it and so on and so forth. I yeah. mean, you even see it with Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, thank, oh you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Dan Levy Show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Follow me. I got shows like all over the country. <laughs> yeah. I had to to uh, quote Contact, which yeah. you mentioned before, there's a great line where she says... Uh, no, he. I don't. I think her dad says it. Her or dad says where it. She, yeah, it's like that'd be an awful waste of space. Isn't yeah, that what it yeah, is? yeah, it was. And then, and if they didn't exist, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. So the, the probability is very high that there are other life forms, or you know, what level are they? Intelligent life forms and so on. We'll eventually, hopefully, find out. Hopefully, in my lifetime. But yeah, the, that's that would be amazing if there's another like planet. Just, yeah. like people are very dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> they're not as yeah. fully intelligent, but they're just like around. Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> Welcome to our planet. <laughs> well, now you, check out our Ron John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, really? That's oh, it. That's what you got. Yeah, yeah. 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 We sell burgers. <laughs> you want Inter a burger? Interspace just came out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! But no, but you've actually had <laughs> like eighty, just eighties. It's just yeah. everything from the eighties. <laughs> but I like that planet. I love the eighties. Yeah, but cool. I, you've just stumbled onto something else, which is called Thank the you, Fermi Fermi paradox. Is that if you do the numbers though, uh, in terms of you know life evolving and so on? So you just do just statistics. Okay, how many stars are there in our galaxy? How many of those are likely to have planets? How many of those are likely to be in a habitable zone? How many of them evolve bacterial life? How many of those you know 
evolve to something more complicated? How many of those de develop technologies? How many of those develop technologies that you know communicate with you know other planets? And how many of them de develop space travel and then from space travel and so on? But once you get to a certain point, once you have space travel, even though the distances are enormous, mm. at some point, if you can just make the leap to your nearest star and then over time, just because the galaxy is billions and billions of years old, you will basically be, the galaxy should be overrun by intelligent spacefaring creatures. Right. And the Fermi paradox is that if you just do that over the age of the galaxy, you, where are all these aliens? And it's an interesting paradox, and you can do various Google searches on, and there's some very good videos about- What's the paradox called? What it's called the Fermi paradox. It's, Fermi. it's named after Fermi. Enrico Fermi, who's a, another very famous uh, uh, physicist, and he- um, Enrico- yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Fermi was uh, so posited this, and it's really uh, one of those things that I do st really believe that there are aliens out there. But this is a real issue, and talking about how dumb people can be, whether it's us or some aliens, is that what could keep aliens from overrunning the universe? And one of the things is that you eventually they tend to get to a technological state where they destroy themselves. Right. There is that there is some point of either evolution, that you get hit by an asteroid constantly or, or often yeah. enough like the dinosaurs did and mm -hmm. there's no survivors as opposed to the little mammals that became us. Right. Uh, or that at some point- I thought God made us. A lot of people have faith that th like that was the case. 2,000 years ago or something? Uh, <laughs> Isn't that right? And, but, you know, we, 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 are, we are here. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. So that's pretty dark. Yeah. So we'll see you next time. <laughs> no, well, I mean, well, wait. But I almost think, like, yeah. what if there is this other galaxy far, far away where there is actual, like, it's like this, like, peaceful world, mm -hmm. and they came to, like, Earth, and they're like, these fucking people all hate each other. What is this? <laughs> fucking place everyone's killing each other all the time yeah. let's go back to our place yeah. they just came over checked it out like hovered i mean for a that's got to be possible and there's like yeah. you know what this is not for us yeah uh, that, that could very well be possible i mean that's the one thing is that uh why do we assume and this was also mentioned in contact why do we assume the aliens want to contact us maybe they're, right. the, they're maybe they have overrun the galaxy except they're like oh just tiptoe next to Earth. We don't want to talk to these people. Yeah, don't get over there. <laughs> yeah, or, or, you know, there's the whole prime directive thing from Star Trek where you want to let them evolve to a certain point um, or that fundamentally alone. once there's you evolve to you have to evolve to a certain point where you can you can actually communicate and it's not radio telescopes or the kinds of communications that we're familiar with will discover something else and there's mm. you know huge numbers of aliens all going in I kind of like this yeah I feel like it's like uh, like aliens coming to earth is sort of like when we go to like a Trader Joe's and you're like driving around there's all this shitty parking <laughs> like you know what fuck this I'm not even going in get out of here that is what aliens do when they come to earth yeah. they're like you know what this is just not for us the earth is basically like an annoying Trader Joe's parking lot <laughs> yeah. that is full of violence and murder yeah. and insanity. And some jokes. And, and, and yeah, yeah, of course. And, yeah. and nice Jash. <laughs> <laughs> and Jash is there, and that's cool. And, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's some nice blue oceans. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, that's true. There's some ponds. And yeah. There's some ponds. Little, and, like, you know, uh, it rains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Ariana well, Grande. <laughs> Ariana Grande's walking around getting a, what's it called, kombucha? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'd like to talk about a different science thing, which isn't oh. a physics science thing, which is another there's, issue that I had in terms of you know bad science yeah it's a lot easier to try and fix a blight 
than get the entire population of the planet to leave the Earth, to go through a wormhole, to go to a black hole around which is a new planet. Whoa. I can't even get people, like, <laughs> I, I had a hard time going to Koreatown to your show the other night. I can't imagine, like, hopping into a wormhole to escape. I'll be like, you yeah, know no what? one's going to want to do that. I'll deal with this dusty winds or whatever yeah. the fuck's going on here. Yeah. yeah. They, no. uh, the, I've researched a little bit the Dust Bowl, which happened in the 30s, yeah. which they, like, based a lot of this off. But no, apparently the people who were talking about the Dust well, they were actually survivors of the Dust Bowl. They were kids oh. then. So they, they were talking to people who lived through the Dust Bowl, if I remember correctly. Wow, wow. that's cool. That yeah. did seem terrible. Yeah. Um, that, no, it th- was, th- yeah. Th- that seemed horrific. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so now I kind of like the movie. Um, <laughs> we're back on board. We're back on board, uh, Christopher. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it seemed like there was, I mean, at least nowadays, a much easier technological solution at hand to kind of fix the crops. Like, that was their main problem, right? Yeah. We're running out of food. Well, yeah, they're running out of food, and that the different kinds of this, whatever this blight is, is starting to generate more and more nitrogen because it likes nitrogen and mm-hmm. feeds on nitrogen. Of course, you know, it's, it's displacing the oxygen-creating plants, and so that's bad. So here are a couple of th- potential things. One is that people... you. Spend your resources to fix that, uh-huh. and, and also, or if you're from the future, which apparently we, you know, all that information about gravity and everything was coming from the future. Yeah, why don't you just send the solution to the blight? Oh, save the earth and save the earth again. Wow. it's much simpler. To, it's Great like, call. And in terms of you know other, you asked earlier, are there other planets that we know of that we can, there's life on? No, right now this is it. So guess <laughs> let's what? Let's focus on this one. Yeah, let's focus on this one. Make sure we take care of it. But then if something's going wrong, we better damn well try and fix it. And in the yeah. cycle, okay, never mind. We're just gonna let it go and have a secret space program to so that we. Go to another, which we're going to explode every time we <laughs> yeah, launch a rocket. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> terrible plan. Jesus. Again, I think the takeaway for this movie is these guys do not know how to plan anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. more planning. Think about the Earth. Yeah. These are the lessons of Interstellar, yes. which they didn't want to teach us, but that's what we're getting out of it. Yeah. So thank you, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Nolan. And if you're listening right now and you think like, oh, we don't have to do much, we'll find another place to live. That is not true. No, please, please. No, yeah, save no, no. the oceans. Recycle, recycle, guys. Well, everything, you know, this is an everything kind of solution. There is nothing, we don't know what is going to be the most important thing to do. There are certain things that we know about climate change and so on, Mm -hmm. but... So wait, Going, climate change is uh, wait a minute. So you, real? Wait a minute. Yeah, so, so you so so you don't think God made us, and you also believe in climate change? <laughs> Who is this guy? Ethan? I, I again did not check. <laughs> I, no, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely on the agnostic side of the spectrum. But uh, in this, uh, but the idea of that um, when you're talking about you know fundamentally how you uh, take care of the earth. You have a lot of Christians and other religions who are perfectly in line with taking care of the planet. Yeah. So there's only one group that seems to be very much inclined against that. So. Yeah, and they're all rich, and which is yeah. weird. <laughs> that's a weird yeah, thing a they weird have in thing. common. Yeah, I, know. I guess they can afford air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> um, okay, well, since we're now not on such a dark topic as... Uh, there's nothing else out there. What was that paradox again called? Fermi paradox. Fermi, Fermi paradox. Um, that'll be uh, that'll be it for us. Thank you uh, so much, Dan. Thank you so much. I, I feel like I'm going to get this name so wrong. Go for it. Varujan? Varujan. 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 Oh, I got to get my Rujan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rujan. <laughs> Come on. His wife, Allison, she gave us what to do. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you say the name of your wife? Yeah. Yes. That, oh, oh, man. Come on. You're destroying right now. <laughs> All right. Well, no, seriously, thank you so much. And if there's anything you guys want to let the audience know about that's coming up, anything you want to plug or a launch that you have coming to let people know, I don't know. <laughs> a launch? A rocket launch? Some, hey, listen, man. Oh, we got scientists in here do. that are like, hey, two days from now, we're launching stuff to Mars. Look out. <laughs> um, I'm doing... I'm not launching any rockets. <laughs> okay. I'm, do, I'm doing a bunch of stand-up dates, so I think I'm going to Wilmington, Delaware, June 2nd, if that's out now. I'm not sure if okay. you'll not sure. be here. But I'm just, you know, you go on my Instagram, and you can see I'm doing doing stand-up around LA. Okay, got the dates. Got At the Dan dates. Levy Show. Dan Levy Show on Instagram. Yes. Got and, it. And, and recent launches from NASA, uh, particularly from JPL... Mm-hmm. This is the Mars Insight lander. That's right. Uh, it's going to be landing on Mars at the end of this year, and it'll basically be doing seismology on Mars, sort of to study the interior of Mars. Yeah, I heard about that. They're like yeah. studying Mars quakes. Mars quakes, yeah. yeah. And then cool. there's a launch, which, of course, when people are listening to it, it's today, but then it will be in the past. <laughs> in the past. Yeah. Uh, this whole time thing <laughs> with interstellar. Uh, <laughs> but no, that was so today was uh, the Grace follow on was launched. So Grace is the gravity recovery and climate experiment. It's these two spacecraft that orbit the Earth, and based on the density of what the material, what, what mass is underneath them, mm-hmm. they basically, uh, if they're coming up on masses, something that's more massive, it, one of them gets stretched further. So by just measuring the distances between those two spacecraft, you can measure the mass of the Earth. So, so that's the gravity recovery part. But what's the climate experiment? And it's one of the coolest ideas is the mass of the Earth isn't evenly distributed because water isn't evenly distributed. It evaporates. Northern hemisphere winter, you get a mass of snow on top. Southern hemisphere winter, then you have snow and then less snow, uh, ice in the northern hemisphere. So you literally are following the entire water cycle as Whoa. it changes between northern and southern hemispheres in summer and winter. So th- this was the GRACE mission, which was done previously. And this is the GRACE follow-on that is now starting to pick up where it left <laughs> off. And so in terms of you know just pure evidence as to climate change yeah this you can see for we followed for 15 years and we've seen less more and more mass in the liquid oceans and less and less mass in the ice so that's not good whoa <laughs> terrible yeah. okay so we are ending on a dark note are you doing this. anything this is fixable it is, is there fixable? anything like going on like figuring out like the comedy scene of mars like what's, what's <laughs> like who's yeah. booking that but I is don't there a know. UCB up there? Is there a Dynasty one. typewriter <laughs> on Mars being developed on Mars? Yeah, I hope so. No, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, what, what good is it if finally we send people there and there's no laughter? I know. Come on, it's true. It's up to us. Yeah. I need. I need to be the first comedian on Mars. I'll be the first comedian to bomb on Mars. I mean, you're all about winning awards. I feel Come like on. that'll get you something. Hey, Elon Musk wants to go there. He's in LA. Just call him up. <laughs> Elon Musk needs to start to focus just on getting everyone's cars and not going to space. Because I feel like there's so many people who are like waiting for their cars and he's like, I'm in space. And like, finish the cars, cars Elon. First. Cars first. Space seconds. <laughs> Make the Tesla affordable. Yeah. Then let's get out there. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank I you. I had a great time. I hope we meet again. I hope we do this I again. I enjoyed it. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. No, of course. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on Bad Science. All right. Bye. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producers are Brent Butler and Suchin Medhecker, and the executive producer is Brett Kushner. Really want to turn on your computer but don't have any reason to do so? Send us an email. BadScienceAtSeeker.com. You can tell us about a movie you'd like us to do or just give us your thoughts. And that's precisely what the very cool Tanner Manasco did. He emailed us asking to do Interstellar, and here we are doing Interstellar. So thanks for that. And another nice thing you can do is rate and review the podcast. That helps other people find out about us, which we really appreciate. And that's it. I promise. No more tasks. 
See you later.